0: Hello, and welcome to A Purpose Story Podcast with your host, Mordecai Turage.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's podcast. I'm so excited to have four people on the podcast today. Remember, this is A Purpose Story Podcast, and I hope that every conversation we have here is going to inspire you, is going to challenge you, and is going to help you be able to live a purposeful life the way the Creator created you and destined you uh, to live so with me today I have four people in the studio Woo-hoo! and I'm so excited <laughs> so I have uh, to my left I have Joel Henry uh then after that I have Ben Bailey and I have Courtney Lemon Lemonet, Lemon some, something like Le that Moyne. she's going to explain her name <laughs> and then I have Lucas Perkins. Lucas Perkins. I don't know why oh, he wow. has double names but he should just say Lucas Perkins squared <laughs> anyway um yeah so today we're going to have different conversations they're going to tell us their stories each really quick and then we're going to talk about faith and our generation Mm -hmm. and how we can live our life that is worth of the calling that god has for our lives and then in the end they're going to encourage us and inspire us to live a godly life so to start with i want you guys to introduce yourself one by one uh and then uh tell us what you're passionate about so your name you're passionate about and then we'll kick it from there we're gonna start with the ladies okay all
2: right hi guys i'm joelle um i am a sophomore here at cornerstone and yeah i love it here um some of the things i'm passionate about are kids i'm an elementary education major um and i'm super super passionate about teaching little kids how to read uh first grade is everything i could want and more being able to teach kids that and help them in that way. Uh, Setting the foundation for education is something I'm super passionate about. Um, I'm passionate about family and friends, uh, leadership. I got to go on an amazing trip this summer with Mordecai. Um, Changed my whole life as a leader on campus. Um, I'm a passionate person, so life is just a blast. And yeah, we do what we can.
1: Cool. Life is just a blast for, for Joelle. Okay, Courtney Yeah, <laughs> Le- I'm
2: Courtney LeMoyne.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a senior studying child and adolescent psychology, um, and that kind of goes into what I'm passionate about, basically um, what I feel called to do in my life and what I want to continue to pursue is um, to help women specifically who have been, Like sexually abused and then become pregnant because of that um and kind of present them with their options and then if they like choose to go through with the pregnancy and raise the child giving them um ideas of how they can like foster development in their child and then also giving them what they need um so that we're taking care of both mom and baby
1: wow Okay, that's quite an interesting fashion right there.
3: <laughs> and then we have Ben Bailey. Hi, I'm Ben Bailey. I'm a junior at Cornerstone University and uh, I study worship and outreach based ministry here and I'm really passionate about worship. Uh just worshiping the Heavenly Father. Um I'm a, a chapel leader here and uh, it told us that um, actually Mordecai asked us to write what's well, a passion statement and I wrote something on the terms of I'm passionate about leading people into an intimate experience with the Holy Spirit or the Father and that's just what I'm passionate about um, and I think we're in a generation that kind of lives too much in the feeling sides of things but um, I don't think an interaction with the Heavenly Father or the Holy Spirit is your feelings I think those are different things and so I'm passionate about ushering people into a space where they actually experience the Father. Wow.
1: Okay. Amazing. Ben, thank you so much. Uh, And finally, we have uh, Lucas Perkins.
4: Hello, Um, I'm Lucas Perkins. Uh, I'm a fairly passionate person. And I would say the blanket for all my passions would be the seek to be different and outside of normality and mundanity. Mm -hmm. So one main thing I'm passionate about is people. Um, So how they think, why they do what they do, stuff like that. Um, and then also furthering people through that, furthering them to their best potential. Um, so, like, again, I'm a psychology major with folks in counseling, so that's kind of what I desire to do um, vocationally and job-wise. I'm also a big music person. I love making music and creating things to kind of help people see, um, not necessarily Christian music, but helping people see the life of a person through a Christian perspective, what that Mm. looks like, what a person goes through and be genuine with the human experience, but Mm. through the lens of someone who is truly pursuing um, a relationship with God. Mm. And then another passion of mine is social justice, especially um, through the lens of race relations in the U.S. Um, So that's something I'm really passionate about and uh, hope to do in the future a little more uh, actively.
1: Mm -hmm. Okay, so it's amazing that you guys are very passionate about so many passionate things that most young people out there are very passionate about. And I'm just so curious, how did this passion begin? Um, So I want you guys to like take me back to the five-year, Courtney, what the five-year was thinking and how that transformed. I want you to tell me about the. 10-year-old Ben Bailey, probably sitting on a chair with a guitar, hopefully. <laughs> Dreaming that one day I'll be leading worship to a bunch of college students, you know. Mm-hmm. So take me um, through that and how that journey has been. I'll start with you, Courtney.
0: Okay, yeah. Um, so my passion kind of started in high school. Okay. Um, I was in, like, a really unhealthy relationship um, and just not really knowing what, um, love is, or how I should be treated through that. Um, and coming out of that, I think I've just realized that, um, it's not something that like I need to carry around as like a shame. Um, and that's something that basically continued the, or started the drive that I want to like help other women with, um, similar experiences. Um, yeah.
1: Okay, 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 Ben.
3: Yeah, so um, oh, falling. <laughs> <laughs> so um, my parents were a part of this Bible study when I was a kid, okay. and, like my first memories of this. and they were, um, on the west side of Michigan, there's this big divide between like charismatic and reformed. Uh-huh. And um, so I grew up just like so heavily steeped in the word, but also so heavily heavily steeped in the Holy Spirit. And i remember just at night when my family and their boss would just be singing to jesus and um i was and my mom like did uh worship camps and such Mm -hmm. and it's like i always grew around that and um i remember in the eighth grade was when uh i was thinking about some of my parents friends and i was like wow like they have this really cool relationship with jesus Mm -hmm. but i'm never going to have that Mm -hmm. and uh then i got into this youth ministry in high school that was a worship oriented youth ministry and that's where, like, I feel like my relationship with the Lord just blossomed. Mm. And um, my passion for, like, worship grew. And then I felt like it was kind of robbed for me for a while. But then when I came to Cornerstone, it was really clear that that was just what I loved and what I wanted to do with my life. Yeah. And so that's where I am now. Ah, sweet. Joel, you
1: say that you are very passionate about leadership. Um, how did this come about? When did you know you were a leader first?
2: Yeah, okay, so I've always been um, someone who wants to help and wants to teach. Um, I was always the kid in class that everybody came to when they needed help, when they needed to know when something was going on. Um, And even at a very young age in elementary school, um, I was always the one who wanted to get up first and be able to help the kids and teach the lesson and get the book and be the one that people came to. Um, It's always been something that's inside of me. Um, And then as I grew up a little bit, I realized that it was something that I could do um, for a whole school. So I started getting into leadership in sixth grade. Um, And then I got an opportunity as a 7th grader to be a part of the Executive Board of Student Council at my high school, um, which was not offered to 7th graders and they grabbed a couple of us and we got to help plan this huge event um, called the Cancer Walk that they still do to this day um, Mm -hmm. at my middle school and just raising money for people with cancer and we got to go to Van Andel and like all these crazy opportunities that got to come. And then I got to use teaching inside of leadership as an eighth grader um, and being able to pull up seventh graders and help them learn as I got to learn in that area Um, and just fell in love with the idea of teaching and leading. Um, And that just continued throughout high school. In my junior year or sophomore and junior year, I was able to be a part of a committee called Resolve. And this, again, was raising money for cancer families right in the city that I lived in. Mm-hmm. Um, and just being able to, like, make that impact and bring the checks to the families who really needed it. Um, just being that light in the darkness of that area and being um, a little bit of Jesus to them was just so impacting on me. I know it was helping them, but totally changed my heart in my life Um, and did that all the way through as as far as I could. Senior year, we had a great year with it. Um, and Then coming to Cornerstone, Mm. got the opportunity to be on the CUSO team as a freshman, which Is the leadership team here and that position is not allowed to freshmen and they asked me to apply and it was just this whirlwind of they want me and they don't even know me Um, and just having all this backup from people just saying like yes she is a leader yes she is a leader Mm. I've always been told that I'm just a wonderful servant leader and that's just the title that's always been placed upon me and I don't take that title lightly Mm. So coming to Cornerstone and being able to do that, um, just going on these trips and these crazy opportunities that have been uh, handed to me, it's just been amazing. And it just keeps being uh, reconfirmed that I am a leader for the kingdom and mm. there's big things that are going to happen because of it. So
1: Sweet. I like that you are affirming yourself that big things are going to happen
2: because of it. Okay.
4: Lucas. I- watched you play music in different
1: coffee shops of I've, um, I've seen you pack your speakers and your stuff and perform in places um, I'm very curious about how your story has been uh, since you were young and how it has transformed and what are some of the experiences that have kind of played a huge impact in who Lucas is today
2: hmm
4: yeah so so in terms of music with that is okay. I I uh, grew up, my dad was uh, played music. My dad used to write a lot of music when he was in college and high school. Okay. Um, and just kind of built that passion in me. Okay. Uh, and I started playing guitar when I was eight and then I gave up and then I started again when I was twelve. Yeah. Um, and in that I I just like really loved it and really learned to, to love it a lot. And I, I was actually in the same ministry that Ben was in. Um, in high school, mm. and they, wait, you guys knew each other? Yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay. Um, so so we so I played guitar there. It was like a a worship ministry too. So I played guitar for that and just helped to build my skills a lot. Oh. Um, it's just been a really awesome way for me to process through, um, different emotions and things I was dealing with in my life, uh, especially okay. through high school. So it's just been really beautiful, and I used that um, in my senior year. Um, of high school I was I was dealing with a lot of like depression and stuff like that throughout high school and I got to senior year and I made I made an album my senior year I mm. was homeschooled I didn't even uh, do any school all my senior year actually evidently okay. um, <laughs> like I did the exact requirement and then I had like one class I did doing senior year so okay. I just made an album um, okay. a 16 song album so a very long album Wow. Um, and like the process of recording that, the process of getting these thoughts down and these feelings down um, in like a s- solidified way mm. was just like um, night and day. Like it, it brought me out of that really dark place that I was feeling a lot, especially in the winter, which is a majority of when we recorded, mm-hmm. um, was just a really awesome way for me to kind of, um, I don't know, I felt, I felt a light through that as opposed to like in, in like a fairly dark place in my life. So mm. I just felt... I didn't I didn't really experience any depression that winter, um, which was just a beautiful thing. And I really felt um, God in connection spiritually through God, through that music and through that process of recording. Mm. Um, so that's been a really big yeah thing for me there. Okay. And also music wise, being different is a big thing. So like I wanted to um, like I was talking about that in my kind of blanket statement is yeah. being different. And I mm-hmm. think I promote that through my music a lot um, instead of doing things that people might like more. Mm. or whatever like I really want to push the envelope and say I'm doing this in a way that's not the same
1: mm. I'm curious about your you said you're very passionate about social justice mm-hmm. and especially the, the issues that we are facing in the current uh, trends about racial reconciliation mm-hmm. so where does this stem from and what makes you passionate about it
4: mm-hmm. I think again that kind of goes from that, that blanket place okay so from where I lived um on the East side of Michigan, it was a very, um, a very, a oh, very white neighborhood, a very, um, very far away from the city, very wh- far away from the suburbs, mm. very, um, just non connected with anything other than <laughs> white culture. Okay. Um, and also very unopen minded. Mm. So again, it was, it was that built my passion to be different to Mm. go away from that. I didn't want to be a part of that. I didn't want to see that because my family really promoted in me to be open minded to, to love people and stuff like that. Mm. Um, and then having older brothers that were also, um, invested inside of uh, other worlds other than this, like little bubble that I lived in, Mm. um, it showed me like, like the hate I was seeing and, and from people that were like me was just really hard. Um, especially coming from a place where we have, we have means to 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 help people yeah we have means to you know what I mean like a culture like that we have white privilege to be able to to use that in a positive manner as opposed to a negative manner but in the place I lived in the culture I lived in I didn't see that happening Hmm. Um, so I think that made me very passionate about that Hmm. and wanting to move forward in that and because a lot of people who come from the same background that I did Hmm. don't do Hmm. that so Hmm.
1: Okay, so you're you all kind of involved in some form of leadership role somewhere, I think. Um, um, How's that going for you? What's what's like your highlight so far? Um, anyone, randomly? Uh, yeah, so <laughs> yeah.
0: I am a RA, a resident assistant in mm-hmm. Crawford Hall, um, which is the apartment buildings here on campus. Um, and going in, I was really worried because Crawford is kind of known for isolation, Mm. um, separating yourself from the community and just kind of disengaging. So I was worried about that a lot going into this year, Um, but I've been super encouraged with just like the movement that's been happening um, in like my own section, just Mm. girls having their doors open and wanting to get to know each other and Mm. like asking real questions. Um, and also like floor movement, like guys mm. coming down to the first floor and having a game night, uh-uh.
2: um,
0: girls upstairs and having a worship night in the apartments mm. and just seeing um, a, real, a real sense of community, not yeah. one that's isolated but one that's being cultivated by mm. the people living there, um, which is encouraging to me because I think I can go in and say, well, this is what I want the hall to look like. This is what I want my section to look like. But mm. if the residents aren't passionate about that same thing, if they're not buying into that same thing, it's not gonna happen.
1: Yeah, that's true. Ah, okay. Ben?
3: Yeah, so um, I'm a worship leader here at Cornerstone and yeah. then I leadership at my church in our basement service too. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's been super cool. Um, Was well, Actually, there's a big tension mm. um, because in those, and I think you guys probably could attest to this too. But there's so much spiritual warfare around our minds in leadership, mm-hmm. and, um, and it's so nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just so nuts to like see like how like, and it's always the hidden sins. Yeah, you know, it's the always the hidden sins that we are like attacked with, mm. because um, we have this uh, pressure that we put on ourselves or other people put on us to be perfect, mm. and um, when we don't live up to that, we Give ourselves crap for it. At least I do, mm-hmm. and I have a decent amount of people in the ship that express that same thing. Yeah. Uh, but I think the coolest thing, uh, probably like one of the highlights, is um, the first chapel I led at Cornerstone was last Wednesday, and um, I, it took me two plus hours to plan that service. It was like two songs, <laughs> so it was like very long process. And um, my I called one of my friends twice. I was like. What do I do? Blah, blah. And she made this comment to me. He's like, you know, like the Lord's with us in this. So it's like, and like it was talking about that. And I realized I wasn't planning in step with the spirit. Mm. And so I took time to like give that process up to him. And then everything just came together like mm. idea after idea after idea. And uh the thing that I thought was so cool that was just an idea. I got right after I prayed. Mm. Uh, I had I opened it up with a time to, like greet people and like yeah. say hello to one another, mm. and watching everyone respond to that so much, mm. and watching people worship so corporately after that. And the highlight of that was is that it was like the first time in a long time that I led worship and wasn't like oh I didn't do that good enough and like mm. be myself up, or I was on the other end of the spectrum being like oh, look at me, like I hit that note, like wasn't that so, you know what I mean? Mm. And it was the first time I was like, I sat down and I was like, you know what? This is good, this was bad, but at the end of the day, people praise the Lord and that's all that matters. Mm. And then he was glorified. Mm. And so, yeah, that was probably the highlight so far. Mm.
1: Going actually off of that, um, the experiences that us as young people are facing, what are some of the issues do you guys think our generation is actually facing? Um, yeah, Joel, what comes to mind?
2: Um, I think in our generation, it is really hard to be confident in who you are. Okay. Um, I think it's really hard for kids our age just to be able to uh, tap into their full potential and everything that they are. Um, I think just being yourself is such um, such an unknown, like, gem that we have. Yeah. Um, not very many people are confident enough to just do what the Lord tells them to. Hmm. Um, and I think being someone in that generation, being someone who wants to fit in and who wants to be that, it's been difficult to just be like, no, be yourself and be who you are, and the Lord's going to use you in so many more ways. And I find myself um, being used more and more when Mm. I am completely myself. Mm. And uh, more and more opportunities come when I be the person that the Lord wants me to be. Mm.
3: Mm. Uh, One thing I'm going to add to that is I notice in our generation is that a lot of people struggle being themselves because they don't know who they are Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because really like our identity is rooted in the word Mm -hmm. and so many people aren't in the word enough or in it correctly to understand what it says about who we are Uh and um yeah i just noticed that um almost in like the camp culture is like it's okay to be you and so that you might have someone that's just rude and Mm -hmm. like well the lord made me this way Mm -hmm. and it's just like wait a minute like let's Pull that apart for a minute, and like, well, yeah. let's look at what the Lord actually says about you. Mm. Cause like, really, like, our minds and our hearts, like, they're inherently sinful, so they don't know who we are.
4: Yeah.
1: Mm. Mm. Courtney, ah,
3: Lucas, yep.
4: Um, I think a big issue right now too is the problem of not like. I don't want to say accepting because mm-hmm. I think there's some things like he said, like someone's just rude. You shouldn't, we shouldn't just accept that someone's rude. Mm-hmm. Um, they shouldn't they should just accept that at least, but an issue with loving through differences. Mm-hmm. Um, like I was just talking with one of one of my residents the other day um, and he was talking about like s- certain political views he has and how he's like, well, I can't believe like these people over here believe this, mm-hmm. which in his mind he he sees, this certain view, as, or the other, their other view as being inherently hateful or whatever else like that. Mm. But then on the other end, we feel the same way. So okay. how do we how yeah. do we love each other through our distinct differences, which I think get more and more distinct as we become mm. more and more different and as we have more and more people in this world? That's mm. true. Um, so I think that's I think that's a big issue we have right now is not loving people through their differences.
1: Mm. You have anything to add, Courtney?
0: Yeah, um, I just kind of say like a combination of what everyone has said so far. Mm -hmm. Um, Basically, I think something that's a big challenge is in order to love other people, we need to know ourselves, like Ben said, Mm -hmm. Um, and we need to know who God called us to be. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think the root of the problems is just that we don't, um, we're not really listening to who we are to God or who he has called us to be, but we're um, egocentric and very individualist Mm. in our culture Mm. and just kind of thinking, what can I do? What can I, like, how can I succeed or how can I be the best? Mm. Um, Instead of seeing how am I uniquely gifted by God? Mm. What does that mean about me and how can I use that to love other people?
1: Mm. Mm. So I'm curious. So we have all these things that, our generation is facing. But even in the midst of just a bunch of our generation facing these things, there are leaders like you that God has raised. And probably even some people who are in leadership positions who are young, like us, who are boldly and fearlessly influencing the culture and the world for Christ. What can we do? What are some of the things that we as leaders in our generation can begin to do and can begin to encourage one another What steps can we take in order to be able to influence every single sector of society that we're involved in? Is it business side we're involved in? We're influencing young people uh, in that area. Is it politics that people are involved in? We're influencing our generation that way. Is it uh, arts, media, and entertainment that we're influencing our fellow people that Mm -hmm. way? So what are some of the steps that you guys think that we can take as young people? Mm -hmm. Anyone can just jump in.
4: Yeah. I think I've said it once and I'll say it again is I think the biggest thing for me that I I work from and if you know anything about the Enneagram, I'm a type four, which is very much um, (laughs) what are you going to do as yourself? Like what is my my, and how I view it kind of in terms of ministry is how, how, who am I Hmm. in a way that I can minister better? Yeah. So what, what am I doing as a person to be a ministry basically? Yeah. Um, so again, it's being different for me, whatever that is, whether it's me having a sit down conversation with someone mm-hmm. and then just presenting a totally different viewpoint than someone else would, or mm-hmm. if it's doing music, that's just different and people mm-hmm. can hear. Because if I'm making, whether it's music if I'm making similar content to someone else, yeah. then that's not going to make a difference in someone's life, someone's life necessarily. True that. Um, I mean, unless you could speak truth in that, I guess too. Mm-hmm. But um, if I'm sitting down and talking with someone and I just, just affirm like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Mm. That's not always going to help them unless I could say, but I could say, I could give them, present the other view for them. I think that's um, so true. Yeah. I yeah. think that's crucial.
1: Yeah. Huh. Okay. Anyone else want to jump on in that one? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yep. Um,
0: I think a big thing that us as leaders can do, um, is empower leadership and other mm-hmm. people. Ooh. Okay. I like um, that. Um, yeah, I think it's, it's one thing to see how you're uniquely gifted and mm. what that means about you, and use that to love other people. But I think if we are looking at it deeper and wanting that impact to go further, that has to happen with mm. others. Mm. And, it, like, honestly, like, there's a limit to what we can do. Um, but if I can do something that, that encourages somebody else, Mm. then they're moving on and they're going to impact other people and Mm. just that cycle. Mm. And even today, I had someone come up to me um, that, like, thanked me for sharing my story Mm -hmm. and they're, like, signing up to share their story in chapel Mm. because of it. Mm. Um, And just something that, like, I had no control over. Mm. I had nothing to do with, but just... Um, stepping out and doing what I felt God called me to do, encourage Mm. somebody else and is cultivating leadership
2: in them.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's so true. Yeah. yeah.
2: So one thing we talked about this year when me and Mordecai were on our leadership trip is how vulnerability inspires vulnerability. Mm -hmm. And when you can open up and be real about who you are, yeah. you're opening up a space for someone else to be completely real about who they are. Yeah, yeah. And um, just letting that environment inspire others. Mm. As leaders, we have that platform to be the ones who are vulnerable and be the ones who are willing to be open. And as we do that, we inspire people and help them to inspire other people like Courtney said. Mm. Um, we have that floor and so, Using it, I think, is something that's so so important to being part of a leadership, being part of leadership, and being a leader, mm. someone who's willing to step out um, and give the space and give the floor to someone else. Mm -hmm. Um, and letting that space move. It might not turn out exactly how you wanted it to, Mm. but being a leader and using that floor to change someone else's life is something that God's trying to do in us. Mm. We're all leaders for a reason, and we're here to encourage and to love on everyone else. Mm. And when we love our Heavenly Father, He uses us to show His love.
1: Mm. Uh, Ben, I'm actually curious. What do you think is the
3: atmosphere of worship within our culture? Hmm. Uh, I think that a lot of worship leaders have realized that where the atmosphere needs to be is a tension oh, okay. and, but it's not there yet mm-hmm. and there's a divide. And so you have, I'll give you an example. So you'll have like upper room or Bethel mm. and I'm not going to, I'm not going to say my view on okay. this. I'm just going to give you the examples. <laughs> yeah. And you have the very, very expressive, uh, get lost in the emotion. I don't know this for sure. This Mm. is their stereotype. So I'm not saying this is truth about them. But the very expressive, get lost in the emotion, maybe it was God, maybe it wasn't type Mm. of feeling. And that's what they're known for. And I'm not saying that's what they do. Yeah. But there are worship experiences that are like that. Yeah. And then there's the other side of that where it's very, everything's planned. Mm. The liturgy is, uh, I think of, there's this band called Sovereign Grace. Mm. and Their music is very, it's good music. It's very, very theological. Mm. And it's almost a mouthful. (laughs) It's kind of like hard to, you know, it's like reciting like 10 psalms in one song. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, But what we're learning is that, and in this atmosphere, they're both void. Mm. So one typically is this poetic form of just how much you are loved by God. Mm. So true, so needed, but that's all it is. Mm. And the other side is more of, the reverence and suffering, and who am I, and who am I, and like who am I, and who am I compared to God, you know, that's all it is. Mm. But what we're learning, and on that too, there's also the very spontaneous with no planning sometimes. Mm. And then there's very everything is planned out, it was, it's been planned for two years. If you change it, you're out, you know what I mean? Mm. But and so this is what our atmosphere looks. And so there's this huge division that the enemy is working in, but where a lot of worship leaders are seeing worship where it needs to go where I feel like it needs to go is in the middle of that Yeah, mm. and being able to plan and then also be spontaneous mm. uh, and go in expecting that the Holy Spirit's going to move. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause we, uh, we go in with these plans and like, well, I hope he's in that when I planned, you know what I mean? Yeah. But if we are willing subjects of the Lord and we have something planned and then he said, Hey, I want you to do this instead. Yeah. Like we need to be o- o- obedient to that, mm-hmm. you know? Um, And being able to live in those songs that might not be scriptural but prophetic Mm. but then also have the songs are so strong scripturally Mm -hmm. and be able to sing about how much jesus loves us because he does and even more how much the father loves us you know Mm. but also being able to say wow god my sin is a lot Mm. and i need you because of this yeah and that's where i think worship and i think a lot of churches are seeing that and are going towards there but i think it's just a a progression that is happening that's what cornerstone's been trying to do a lot too Uh -uh.
1: You're reminding me of the song, Yes, Jesus Loves Me, when I was young. It's such a powerful song. Mm. Anyway, um, yeah, as we wind up, um, you guys are going to sing for us because you're musicians. But as you prepare for that, everybody's going to get two minutes to just give a final word. Um, and then uh and then you'll get your vocals ready and something to (laughs) sing for us so we're gonna start with Joel uh just two two minutes two seconds kind of your encouragement for someone who will be listening your inspiration for someone who'll be listening or even a challenge uh for someone who'll be listening to be able to live up to the design that God created them to be so yeah go ahead
2: Well, first off, thanks Mordecai. This has been a blast. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm so glad I've gotten to know you over the past couple years that I've been here. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm just super excited to anyone who is listening. Um, God is moving huge things on this campus and off this campus. And uh, we're just so glad you're here listening. Um, I just wanna say that you are so loved um, in so many ways. We did a worship night the other night Um, And I was able to go up and speak some scripture over our campus um, just about being young and about following the faith. And one of the things that just really stuck out to me was I was speaking and I said, freshmen, uh, don't be afraid to dive into this culture and to dive into the faith and do it. Mm. But also don't be afraid to ask questions and be confused and be scared. Mm -hmm. Um, God wants you in that space. He wants you to ask those questions and to learn about him. He wants you to um, learn about his love and all that he has in store. Um, College and life is a crazy adventure where we get to learn new things and we get to learn about God and um, invite him on the adventure with you Mm. because it's so much more fun that way. Um, And when he's with you and he's in the driver's seat, not the passenger seat, Mm. um, it's going to go somewhere you didn't expect it to go. And it's going to be so much better than you ever imagined. Amen. His ride is so much more enjoyable than anything you could ever think of. So get in the car, take your ride, uh, enjoy it, enjoy the ups, enjoy the downs, enjoy getting stuck and enjoy getting pulled out. Um, He's there with you all the way and he wants you to be there and he loves you just where you're at.
1: Mm. (laughs) Fridge bust the jaw. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, yeah, Ben. Let's let go. Yep. As you prepare your vocals too.
3: Yeah. So, <laughs> a few clothing closing. Th- few cloth closing <laughs> thoughts. There you go. Okay. Um, a few clothing th- remarks. <laughs> First of all, I think let the word be the word. Mm-hmm. And if you're in any capacity of like speaking to people, I think that if you are speaking to people that might have hardened hearts. Don't mm. speak to them with an agenda but speak let the word be cutting. Mm. You don't have to make it any more cutting than it is. Yeah. It already is. It's alive. Yeah. Um and also another thing which is like kinda of speaks to my experience, if you aren't getting some grandiose prophetic word from the Lord, mm. see what the, what the scripture says about it. Mm. Yeah. And if you know what scripture says about it, stop entertaining lies. Mm. Um because and I get into this all the time where mm. I just like let the thought just it'll be there for a week. Mm. And that's just not truth. If you know what truth is, stand in that. Mm-hmm. And if you've already taken your time to question, stop. Mm. And s- accept truth and stand in truth and speak over yourself truth, especially when the enemy's attacking you with lies.
0: Mm.
1: Miss LeMoyne. Yeah. Le <laughs> yes.
0: Is that how you say it? LeMoyne. LeMoyne. Oh. LeMoyne. Oh, no, like Moines, get... Iowa. LeMoyne. LeMoyne. Le-Moyne. No.
1: Le-Moyne. Okay.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> um... <laughs> Yeah, so as I've been thinking about this, kind of the thing that's just been brought to my mind is that we're each uniquely gifted. Yeah. Um. And in my own life, I saw how I was gifted and ignored it and mm. said, that's uncomfortable. I don't wanna do that. Mm. I don't wanna speak out. I don't wanna draw attention mm. to myself. Um, when in reality, when I chose to speak out, I wasn't drawing attention to myself, but mm. I was drawing attention to the to the God of the universe. Mm. Um, that snaps. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> and, so yeah, I would just kind of encourage anyone who's listening um, to be okay with being uncomfortable, mm. to step out um, and do what you feel God is calling you to do, that little tap on your shoulder, that thought that just keeps coming up in your mind. Listen to that um feel that uncomfortability and live through it because what you're being called to do you may not know the impact you may not ever see the impact but that doesn't mean that an impact isn't happening yeah
1: wow okay i'm
4: lucas, gonna say it lucas
1: again Lucas in squared. <laughs> <laughs> lucas square <here. laughs>
4: i'm gonna say it again yeah be different be different one of my favorite one of my favorite artists frank ocean has this track where it's a, it's a phone call from his mom, and it ends with, um, "Don't be like someone else. Be mm. yourself, and know that's good enough." Yeah. So don't don't attempt to just be what the culture is around you. Don't attempt to be, um, like I, I, I would say don't ignore it. Yeah. Embrace what you have around you, mm. but notice the bad parts. Notice the dry parts, and mm. and spice it up a little bit. Yeah. Um, do things that are different too listen to things that are different watch things that are different just do something different yeah um, and that's how change happens mm-hmm. so wow. Piece of advice
1: wow i'm so grateful for you guys coming uh so today we've just learned about how as a culture and these are people who are speaking to us who are in our own generation so it's us encouraging one another it's amazing and beautiful what can happen when we as young people come together and we begin joining together. But also we live in very amazing culture and God has blessed us with technology. God has blessed us with so many creative ways that we can be able to live boldly and fearlessly for him. So go out there and like Lucas said, be different. Don't be afraid to step out. Don't let anyone or let anything look down on you. But in word, in speech, in everything that you do, let people see the God in you and be the light to everyone that you meet. Um, give life to everyone. And so as we end, Lucas has his guitar ready.
4: Um. In this place. Fill our hearts with your love. Your love surrounds us.
1: Okay, this was great. Um and I'm gonna pray really quick and then we can call it a day. Uh I wanted to say thank you so much to Cody, who's our Ooh. producer who's pretty yes, us. Hey Awesome. Okay. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for just the gift of life. Thank you so much that God you've set us in this generation to be able to influence one another and, and another and to be able to Uh, Just grow one another and live a better life for us and also for the next generation. God, thank you for Lucas and his passions and uh, just the way you have made him be. God, I pray for his life that, God, you're going to lead him and you're going to guide him into becoming the person you created him to be. God, all his desires and all his dreams, God, we place them at your feet. And, Lord, let them come alive according to your will in each and every way, God. God, I pray uh, for Courtney, God, and the amazing heart that she has for the girls and the women, God. And I pray, God, that, Lord, you're going to create platforms and open doors for her to be able to engage with these passions. That, God, she will stand on stages and speak boldly and fearlessly. That, God, through her story, she's going to inspire many girls who are trying to find their identity, who are trying to, to, to ask questions about who they really are in you. And so, God, I pray that, God, you are going to guide her in that area. God, I pray for Ben, and I pray for just the gift that you've given him Mm -hmm. and how that gift has been a blessing to so many people. And so, God, I pray that, God, you're going to unleash him to be able to just uh, lead people to worship you in truth and in spirit. Mm -hmm. That, God, you will allow him to stand on every platform with so much humility and be able Mm -hmm. to just praise you and glorify you in each and every way. God, I pray for Joelle. I pray for her role as a leader in this campus, that God, in that position, that God, you're going to raise her to become the leader who you created her to be. Mm -hmm. That God, she's going to leave an influence in this campus that is going to be like never before. Mm -hmm. That God, that even in her team, that God, you're going to just lead them to be able to make wise decisions. You're going to give them uh, direction. You're going to give them wisdom and everything they need, Lord, to be able to influence this campus for you. And so, God, I thank you again for our conversations, God. We give you all these conversations. And, Lord, we pray that, Lord, you will do what you do. And may everything that we've said here impact someone's life in their own design, in their own way, wherever they will be. And so, God, we give you honor and we give you all the glory for everything we've said here today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, guys. Thank you. You guys are amazing. So good.